The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Welcome to episode 89 of the Blockbusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today, once again, joining our podcast, uh, I believe this is her second or third outing. She can correct us here. She is a podcaster, writer, slash actress, slash just playing everything else that's awesome. Uh, it's Miss Sarah Bolton. Hey, what's up? Yeah, this is my second time. Second, thank you. <laughs> All right, and also joining us is a uh, another voice you might be familiar with here if you're a fan of the Blockbusters. Uh, she is a pop culture curator. And she is an awesome friend of the podcast. It is Miss Colleen Griffin. Uh, hello, uh, I am officially the Alec Baldwin of this podcast. Are you sick of me yet? <laughs> We're still working Never. on your five timers jacket. Yes. We just want it to be perfect. I know, man. It's like, do I get like a do I get a pimp chalice now? Yeah, we'll get some merch going for you. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it all too. <laughs> well, I'm... I would know a T-shirt that says, "Are you sick of me yet?" <laughs> okay. All right. So today we are going to be uh, diving into uh, Death Becomes Her. So this... 1992, Robert yeah. Zemeckis film. Bobby Z. Yeah. So this sort of came about, I think a seed was subliminally or not so subliminally planted into my brain that this would be an excellent idea. And uh, I was inclined to agree. And uh, yeah, here we are. We, we convinced Paul and because it was yeah. really tough to convince. So. <laughs> or not at all. Do you still think it was an excellent idea? Oh, absolutely. I think okay, Sarah good. and I would have like recorded this into our iPhones and just put it out on a podcast. 100%. So we We've been trying to do this movie for a while. Yeah, forever. Yeah, I'm so happy we, we got just this were, we thank, to so Thank you guys for giving and it's been tough for me to, like well i haven't met avid fans of this film so much as you know yourself and sarah so someone as like i'm super into the movie too so it was like oh yeah this is a perfect storm and then paul what was you have not seen this right i or have had... not seen this yes i saw this yesterday so okay the first like, time I've what seen this. Did you turn this movie on and go, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... That is the proper fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly into films that kind of go out there, and uh, I, I sort of... I enjoyed the premise of this film, so... I really mean, like the premise was before time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> this was, like, during a time where people didn't really talk about... It. Like, if you had work done, you didn't really talk. Like, you kept it as, like, secret as possible. Yeah. So they were kind of, like, putting it all out there. Yeah, <laughs> and before we dive into this, I'll just kind of get all the nitty-gritty stuff out of the way, and let's see how quick I can do this one this time. You can follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters, you can email us Blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com, we're on Instagram at Blokebusters, and we have a website, Blokebusters.webs.com, and I think that was about eight seconds at time, so there we go, go me! <laughs> and, uh, yes, obviously this is Death Becomes Her, as we said, directed by Mr. Zemeckis, and it had a budget of $55 million, and it grossed worldwide $149,022,600 and 50 US dollars and it was co-written by the director of Mordecai Oh really? Whoa. Why did we have to bring Ooh, that? that up? <laughs> yes, he is the sixth most successful scriptwriter in Hollywood. Would you like to have a guess at who number 1 is? Michael this Bay? is based on box office gross. I'm with Michael Bay. I don't uh, even know. Yeah. All right, it is George Lucas. Oh, you got me there. Yeah. I think we were all like, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's like those sweet resids. Right in front of us. Yeah. That's because of those sweet, sweet resids. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Phantom Menace. It's, it's uh, number one. Oh, no, okay, so, there should okay. be a wall oh, against bringing up Mordecai Stop. and Phantom Menace in the same Stop. podcast. I'm breaking like, out hives, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, literally, I live like... 
I live like Phantom Menace. Uh, I live less than ten miles away from where like little Anakin High uh, Skywalker went to high school. Ugh. Oh God! <laughs> I uh, the Phantom Menace is my first Star Wars movie. Oh uh, no! I think, I think my dad called Child Protective Services on himself for taking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you it's like I'm so point. sorry. I was like, lucky. I swear I, I'm a good dad. <laughs> I, I was it's the first I was, time. I promise. Yeah, I was lucky. I got to see like I went and saw the like the re-release before, I, and I honestly I am proud to. I never saw any of the prequels in theaters because I was like, I was like, I just had a bad feeling. I was like, this is just so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, all the guys were like, she's not a real nerd. I was like, oh, yeah, I am because I know this is going to be bad. Uh, yeah, listen to your common. Yeah, my nerds. Listen to my nerd force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Paul, right. did you see that this pretty much broke even domestically? Like, did you see those numbers? I think it's like I, 58 million. Yes, I, I think so. What, yeah, which is really kind of shocking that, well, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I and love that's it. It's a big but... budget, especially for like two female leads in a comedy. This is like, yeah. I think it was like kind of groundbreaking probably at the time. Well, the special effects in it, honestly, I think they held up. I think uh, really did like and which like the more i saw this i'm like reboot reboot like normally i'm not rooting for a reboot but i want to see this movie made again same uh, actors same cast uh, <laughs> I, I actually i actually just me well i i i they need to cameo for sure oh but yeah like, that's true. at the party at the end yeah but i feel like it needs to be julianne moore kate blanchett whoa john ham and yeah. jason momoa playing the isabella rossellini role what yeah. if we got like um, some of our Ghostbuster ladies in there now? Oh, I, Kate McKinnon. Need, I, I said yeah. Kate McKinnon needs to be part of this movie somehow. I don't know oh, how, man. but Kate McKinnon well, needs to be part of this movie. If um, you have Jason Momoa as the lethal role, um, she could be one of the uh, like house hunks, mm-hmm. like the you know, oh, yeah. yeah, like the sorry spoiler Fabio. But she should be like role. a sexually like <laughs> but a more fleshed out like, Fabio role. Like I don't know, like just like find some way to work some of the SNL people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like I don't know, like. Um, uh, Melissa, I, this is so like not cool to like, but like like Melissa McCarthy in there somehow, like or it's like her like beleaguered maid who like like takes the potion at the end. Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah I, I I think that the film, if it were remade now you'd end up probably having it be by, you know, say people trying to do a whole SNL type thing because it's definitely, it's a dark comedy, but I think there's lots of people that would be like, oh, well, wouldn't this be funny? How about this? Let's try this. And I think it would be overdone if they tried to redo it now. Well, if they let it be campy, here's the thing. I don't think that that's a problem with a lot of movies is that they don't trust the appeal of campiness. This is 10 on 10 campiness, and that's why I like it. That's every single moment. Yeah. Everybody hams it up across the board. Nobody plays anything at like a seven. Everything, no. every, I mean, everybody, we'll every scene, Bruce, 10. Yeah. We'll get to Bruce Willis's like 11 scene, but like where he's like <laughs> amazing. Uh, how how yeah. mad are you at like seeing how much range Bruce Willis actually ah, had? So troublesome. He was great. So good. He like, was amazing. Him play, he never plays a character like this. He's always the badass. And seeing him completely do something out of his comfort zone was awesome. And, yeah. like, when I was a little girl, I like or well, like a kid watching this, I didn't know it was Bruce Willis. Same. Oh, yeah, same. He disappeared that role. It wasn't until, like, sure. when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, that was Bruce Willis. So, yeah, Paul, did you were you aware, uh, or at least aware of this movie, or any, anything along those lines? No, not really. I'd never even, I mean, if I'd heard it, I just hadn't paid any attention to it before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just didn't know uh, anything about it. And then, obviously, when you suggested it, I was like, well, I better actually try and look for it. So I did, and then it was like, oh, Bruce Willis and these two. And it actually brought something up. I was like, oh, it's uh, Goldie Horn. And then I thought about it. This is the first time I've ever seen Goldie Horn in anything. I really? Had, what? Yeah. I had what? no idea who she actually was. I knew her by name alone. What? Oh my god. What? So you're like, oh you, yeah, that's Kate You think Hudson's you know mom. your podcast that's partner. Oh yeah, that guy, that, guy from, that guy from Black, that one episode of Black Mirror. Oh yeah, that's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, that, have oh, you never seen First too? Wives Club? <laughs> First Wives yeah. Club is like First one Wives of the, the best baseball. movies ever. No, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I, I looked through her entire filmography. What's that movie where she's in the army? She makes fun of that's another movie that makes fun of plastic surgery and ageism. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. She's so funny. She's gorgeous yeah. and funny. She's my hero. Yeah, yes. I, I've yeah. heard she's funny. I just 
haven't seen her. And now you know. <laughs> She's probably not seen Overboard. Oh, that, well, yeah, problematic. The now very problematic. Problematic babe Overboard. <laughs> Where somebody takes advantage of somebody with a brain injury. Ah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's funnier than it sounds. Said, like, everybody loved it back then, but you watch it and now you're like, oh, that, that, oh that's, that's not right. No. It's like, like, it makes Beauty and the Beast look like, oh, like, okay. Like, totally. Like, yeah. Paul, the next movie you have to watch is Private Benjamin. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's really good in that. That's a great movie. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, after, after I watch American Psycho, I will get Private Benjamin. Yeah, well, it's it's got uh, Mrs. Peacock, Eileen Brennan. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm also, not... does the camp of this kind of remind you a bit of Clue? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. The music for sure. Yeah, in the house. The, yeah. The very uh, whimsical kind of yeah. Maybe that's not the right word. Yeah, but the yeah. campy gore mm-hmm. of it. I, I like. I love it. I just. I love it. It goes for it. Like and like it did not hold back. This movie did not it hold. Very back. much knew what it was. Like it yeah. leaned into it, and I feel like more and more like that's often my argument with SNL is that like. When a sketch could be like what keeps a good sketch from, or an okay sketch from being great is that they don't lean into the premise enough and just trust it to like if they commit enough. Yeah, playing it too safe. It will. Yeah, it will come up like it'll it'll resonate. Like, like as an actress, these are my dream roles because I love hamming it up. Oh, and every absolutely. director I work with is like, hey, can you take that down to a four? <laughs> this is all I want to do is just be and, that hammy. Oh, that that was like, you know, when I was in theater, that, that was my that was my jam. Like I played the like extreme supporting role. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's easier to pull somebody back or in this case, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know that uh, I think Mel Streep had a little bit of trouble making the film because it was so focused on special effects. She had a lot of trouble with, you know, someone had to stand exactly on their mark every single time. Otherwise, they wouldn't exactly line up. And so she, I know she I, had a lot of trouble I, with I, it. I will say, yeah, her special effects did not line up as well as Goldie's. No. Uh, yeah. I'll agree. That's actually, I, I will say, the scenes with her, like with the great Meryl Streep, um, <laughs> did not line up. Like, those are the scenes where the special effects didn't quite hold up. And uh, yeah, and again, I feel like if she were to, like, be in it now, she's, she's adjusted because she She's been in plenty of stuff, special effects now. Yeah. So, so like, good for her that it didn't turn her off of it. It was just, she was getting her sea legs. No, but I get it. It, It's hard. I recently, uh, I have something coming out and there was very, very long takes. So you had to get every line right, the timing of it, the movement. It's, it's extremely hard. I mean, we'd have to do something 20 times to get four, you know, four or five lines out. (laughs) Yeah. And, and uh, we were locked in a hot car all day with the windows rolled up. Equal the bird, man. Uh, the secret sequel to Birdman. I can't tell you. You'll find out in a couple of weeks. But I get it. It's really hard to do that kind of stuff over and over again and stay in character and not like just have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, especially like when you're like, I mean, this is when they again. It was like when they were getting into like special effects and pra- and it did it did do a decent amount of practical effects too. Again, yeah. I yeah. feel like this movie is prime for a reboot, like with technology and with the like the obsession with aging. I feel like the Kardashians would probably okay. Oh, we're gonna, we're, there we go. We're getting ahead of ourselves but <laughs> at the at the grand gala at the end i feel like all the kardashians would be there sure absolutely and you uh, know chris jenner would be like see we see we have a sense of humor about ourselves <laughs> chris jenner I, would be the one with a potion <laughs> oh my god and don't i look like i could be their sister oh boy oh boy Uh, Now, I have to ask something, because I actually, I started to watch this film, and I had internet trouble, so I had to kind of uh, restart. So I watched the opening three minutes of this film twice. And can you explain to me why everybody is leaving the play? Because it's so bad. Yeah. She's, yeah, it sucks. There's like there's a little bit of like ADR again, or something before they go into the interior about how shitty the play is. Well, and yeah, well. and they go yeah, and again, I love how Meryl Streep leans into the fact that she's not a great singer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for she's sure. still better than but Russell Crowe, but <laughs> yeah. At this point in the movie, she's playing an aging thirty year old actress that is washed up and no one's interested in, right? I mean, that's kind I'm of where sure she's at. Yeah, her I, up for this, right? I I got I got the whole. 
like you know, she's kind of washed up. No, no one really like you know, definitely are getting a bit too old, not quite pretty enough. But to be perfectly honest, watching the play, the uh, the musical, the one musical number that we see, which I guess is the final musical number, given how the audience seemed to react, I don't understand why everyone was leaving. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't well, that bad, especially. Well, I know. Well, well this is then... a universe where it's super campy, you know. Yeah, back then, like before broad, you know, I guess it was considered more acceptable to leave a Broadway show. I don't know. Um, that was before like Hamilton tickets were, you know, your first, yeah, your first, your first born's first year of college tuition. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, and I think this was also before it was considered like a admirable risk or a like admirable use of your time to like usually like i think back then it was often like broadway then movies and it was considered a step down to go back to broadway like either you stayed on the stage yeah you were a broadway actor or you were a film now it's considered like an like a like an honor prestigious use of your time like or like a test to see how good of an actor you are to go to broadway or go back to broadway and yeah. I think this was like, like honestly, I think this would have been more effective if it was in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, what don't you think an adaptation of this movie as a play would be wonderful? Like I would totally I do brought that up. Play. I brought yes. that up. I think I want to see a musical of this movie. It would be great. Yes. <laughs> oh it'd be my perfect. God. I would watch this. The I special effects, the lighting, it'd be so fun. You have yeah, a pit orchestra with that background music. It would um, win all the Tonys. Mm, yeah, like maybe yeah, a song about ocean and they yeah, like what it. Oh my god, it'd be so good. I I think if you got Trey Parker and Matt Stone to work together with the people that made Wicked, and then they make the <laughs> yes, <laughs> like get Tina Fey on board. Like I'm sorry, Tina, I love you, but we're over Mean Girls. Like the whole like that was a very specific <laughs> moment in time. I really don't think it's gonna go over well because that 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 Mean Girls was such a that was such quintessential mid aughts. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. definitely a time capsule. Like, but I feel like, like, because she, she's done such great commentary on aging in both Thirty Rock and Kimmy Schmidt, that I think she would do a great job writing this. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. I, um, now, I have, I had a bit of an idea because obviously I know you guys all enjoy the film, so I've actually looked up. Uh, an IMDb review, which is a one-star review, and I kind of oh, no. I kind of want to hear the response. <laughs> All right, <laughs> read it. Uh, uh, well, so I have a choice of three right here. Do you want the one that just says "just horrible," the one that says "ugly little annoying story," or the one that says "a complete waste of anyone's time"? Ugly little annoying story because it sounds like a neckbeard. Ugly, yep. All right. So uh, this is uh, by Mike Miranda, and it says, "I had high hopes for this movie, but if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the best part. I love the special effects and hated everything else. Special effects alone are not enough. It might have worked better for me if it had been a silent movie. I found the characters one-dimensional and very annoying. It would have been great to see a character with at least one redeeming quality. Weak, vain, petty, and stupid is how I would describe them. Basically, I would have been happy to see all of them die." I guess the actors did what they could for this dud. I'm very fond of Goldie Horn, but she couldn't begin to save this film. Zero stars for this one. I'd give it a minus star if that were possible. Wow. Well, he was not paying whole, attention. He's missing the whole point of the movie. They're supposed to be awful. Yeah. They're supposed yeah, to be awful people. Exactly. Do you think that everyone watching is like, love them? Just, I'm just like them. They're yeah, good. It's like, Although, except for the Kardashians are like, ideas. Guys, I related a little bit too much to Goldie in this story. Oh, I know her. Do you anger? eat crossing out of a can as yeah, well? Oh, seriously, like I, I do never with my that. hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I like I. But just a two fingers. Oh, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. That scene where I she's just, yeah. The frosting, I mean, I the cats me, I everywhere. I was like, I never saw frosting the same way again as, after I saw that. Yeah, like the, um, I, I saw apparently Siskel and Ebert both gave the films a thumb down as well. And they said yeah, the film is special, great special effect, but lacked any real substance or character depth. And I thought, isn't that the point? Exactly. Oh, beauty is very like, shallow, vain like, people. Exactly. How beauty is only skin deep can lead to you literally like falling apart at the seams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like he, again, they're missing the entire point of this movie. Yeah. Like I think it's this movie's amazing. And I mean, sorry. sorry, no characters with any redeeming qualities. I mean, to jump way to the end, there Bruce Willis does have a little bit of moral center at the end of the movie. Hey, yeah. he does well, but he does, but he doesn't. Like he's yeah. like ambiguous. Mm-hmm. 
he's, well, he's just worried about getting bored, but who am I going to hang out with? Like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's got a sense, but he's like, so like, it's like, it's like the only thing he has left is to be suddenly like more uh, suddenly righteous. Like that's the only thing he has left. Yeah. yeah. Fair point. <laughs> so Paul, I'm a, can you just give us a little overview? Like what were your opinions on the movie? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you uh, like or not? Well, uh, as I was watching it, I was, I was getting it. I was sort of enjoying the darkness to it, as you might expect. Although I kind of felt like they could have gone darker at times. Like I was, I was sort of like, oh, that, that was cool. But like, maybe if they'd done this, I'd like it more. I think I would say that I enjoyed the film, but I think it could have been better. Like as sort of an overall thing for myself. Like I, I don't have any issues with the film really like yeah, i i just found myself thinking oh that was funny but could it have been funnier for some of the stuff? but may- maybe that's just because you know growing up in england and obviously i was more exposed to english comedy which is very dry and can go very dark so this was almost like the the version of that but for a general audience which obviously is what the film was but like it i don't know if uh, it's just personal preference or if it was uh, a culture thing. Well, but you have to also keep in mind this movie was made 25 years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I totally agree, Paul. This movie could definitely go a little bit darker. I mean, it's hard because they don't really want to cross over into the horror genre. Um, yeah, I mean... So uh, it has to straddle the line. Yeah, yeah well, no, but horror comedies weren't a thing yeah. back then. This mm-hmm. is before, like, the rise of, like, Edgar Wright and stuff like that. No, um, I would put this if, on the same line as, say, uh, A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, that, which came out around the same time. Yeah, I would say I enjoyed A Fish Wonder more than I enjoyed this. But that's not to say I what? didn't enjoy this. Yeah, John Cleese, so. Michael Palin, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but I, I mean, I feel like for it's not, how do you feel like it, it holds up for a movie that was made 25 years ago? I would say it definitely holds up quite well. I mean, the, the yeah. entire thing of someone wanting to remain young and beautiful forever, that's, uh, you know, no pun intended, that's not going to get old. That is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's but, yeah, but I feel like it almost like <laughs> it's probably received better now than it maybe than it even was when it was released. Yeah. Because again, that was something people did not, t- you did not speak of that back then. Yeah, now people brag about their plastic surgery. Or, you know? or like, it's fun to gossip about it. Like, like people openly gossip even about it. So... And that, I think uh, the first... The first kind of stepping on this idea that I've seen, thinking back, is actually there's an episode of The Twilight Zone where there's an old actress who just becomes obsessed with how she used to look and just watching her old films again and again and again. And the end of the episode, she ends up like going back and actually being in the film, being the way she was back then. And like, that's that's her happy ending. And this is almost a subversion of that. So. Well, I actually, I actually did when I rewatched this. I thought about this could be like an excellent episode of Black Mirror, because yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Sure. Can we talk about like the rules of this universe? Oh my god, the <laughs> sometimes rules, sometimes not. What are the rules? <laughs> yeah, like if you like, well, that's you, all we kept asking. What are the rules? The we thing, have like, questions. Can you just not heal? Like you can just not heal if you die. Like no, you're dead. Done. Like but, but your but body. I mean, but off. I mean, like what if you get what if you get a bruise? Does it not heal? Mm-hmm. No. Is no. it just yeah. if you die? And I... like like and why? I'm sorry, this but is the that, shittiest like, okay. uh, everlasting life ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. But it's like, would you like to live the rest of your immortal? Like, would you have like to have immortality? Like, but the catch is, you're gonna be like, you have like you're super paranoid. Yeah, you're walking on pins and needles. You're, every, you're in a Final be, Destination movie. You're basically no. You need to be like the boy in the bubble. Yeah, but, you know, the whole, you know, every wish has an ironic twist. And that's just, that's kind of how this goes. Yeah. Yeah, and Um, I felt that the rule kind of was, you you took the potion, which meant that you were immortal. But, yeah, she says, take care um, of yourself. So I think if you do something that would result in you dying. Then, and now a warning? Like, well, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I did like that. It's, it's a yeah, cautionary it's, tale, you know, yeah, that is, you know, be is. careful what you wish for, and you, you don't actually want to live forever, except yeah. that. Yeah, I just don't want this version. Also, um, did you see, like, Zemeckis dropped in a East, an Easter egg of or and callback? in this movie when Goldie Hawn like Goldie Hawn said when she took the potion 
was um, October 26, 1985. Yeah, Paul should know that date. Ah, yes, that's, I, I was not listening very hard at that point. Like, you pick up like mm-hmm. extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That, so the call back to Back to the Future, which Zemeckis also directed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'd be interested. Did you catch references to any other um, famous films in this? Um, or no, perhaps I, personal favorites of yours? I I think I was too focused on just watching it for the first time and kind of taking notes here and there. So may, maybe I wasn't focusing as much on it as I should have uh, in in respect to that. Because it was kind of a, right, I have this amount of time to watch it, and then I've got to mow the lawn. Like, I really, I really had to cram this in, so. Uh. Well, okay, I, uh, real talk, I, until I saw it, rewatched it for this podcast, I did not realize that Fabio was actually in the movie. <laughs> I yes. would not have known yeah, I mean, like, that Fabio was him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yep, I mean, now. I just thought they were just, like, just, like, generic beefy dudes. I didn't realize that one of them was actually Gener- Fabio. So, this is kind of messed up, but, um... I uh, watched this movie and then like the last 15 minutes I had to go so I couldn't finish it. Um, and I have a new boyfriend and I made him watch just the last 15 minutes with me. Yeah, <laughs> and those beefy dudes came on and he's like, what is happening? Like he was so confused. I know, it's like oily bull hunks. Uh-huh. I was like, they're just random hot guys. They're in a castle. <laughs> I'm like, come on, they're castle so hot like, guys. Come on. I mean, I'm sorry. If you had like, a castle, you'd like, quintessential like, like early 90s beefcake. Yeah, with the chest hair and like the yeah. one like wrestler outfit yeah yeah and the rejected uh, yeah. gladiator yeah wardrobe. yeah that's a good look Men it's good to know that they found look they found work after america yeah Gladiator. yeah we're all reading <laughs> yeah. thanks nitro I, yeah. yeah i feel like they should have reached out to the guy who played rocky in rocky horror picture show to oh yeah <laughs> like Sylvester oh. stallone for a second yeah. <laughs> or, or, no. or, or like remember when like vincent d'onofrio had a Beefcake days, like uh, yeah. babysitting. Oh, uh, don't, don't you tease me. You guys have to see D'Onofrio's Twitter because he will He's tweet amazing. back at every single person he's that tweets from, at him. Okay, everybody follow D'Onofrio on Twitter because he's It's awesome. a riot. Mm, he tweets, right and if someone will be like, I really like lasagna, and he'll write back like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so he has nothing love, going on. D'Onofrio is like, and sometimes, Nicholas Pacey would not be scared to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, and like someone will be like, say something really offensive to him and he'll be like that's inappropriate like he expects everybody yeah. like and, grandpa yeah. it's great he's great watch your language he's like your woke grandpa <laughs> he is he is uh, I would also recommend Val Kilmer because he takes a lot of oh, really yeah. like old man selfies that are phenomenal yeah. and, well, and, oh my god have you heard about how like he lived with Will Forte for a while what? and he was like a t- and Will Forte was like well eventually I had to kick him out <laughs> I'm not joking. Val Kilmer can move in with me anytime. <laughs> oh my god. Iceman. Yeah. The Iceman cometh to Sarah's apartment. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Him and Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Bring some cookies. I'll get the milk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch the last 15 minutes of Death Become Her Do you have order to oh, explain sorry, to somebody? I'm sorry. This is going I need to watch the last 15 minutes of this movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah so how did we get here okay, okay uh, I'm no, not sure. yeah paul no I, I was trying to point out um and i was very impressed with myself because i'm not an eagle-eyed viewer but mm-hmm. was it on was it ernest's desk that it was sitting on like uh, the brain oh um, right oh, i took uh, a screenshot of it okay. I, I will send this to yeah. you guys there's um, a young frankenstein young frankenstein guy. reference that's what i was kind of alluding to I if you notice is it hamdelic or abby normal the brain is labeled abnormal abnormal yes ah, okay. <laughs> yeah uh, a- oh. abby normal <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the name. Uh, and this is not the only young Frankenstein reference in the movie. Um, there's uh, Ernest yells, it's a miracle as a lightning strike hits. Yeah. Um, and then Helen says, it's alive, which I guess is a generic line, but I'm throwing it in there as well. So yeah. How much do you guys love like the sequence when they dream about killing Madeline? Oh, God. Oh, that my, 10 out of 10. That, that was a great sequence, although my favorite bit in the entire film comes after that uh well two of my favorite bits actually uh after he thinks he's killed her and he's on the phone she's like i did it she's dead and she just says we went over it three times like 
how did you not get this? Like, for some reason, I found that really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea that they, oh. we went over it once, but yeah. they went over it three times. Like, <laughs> this is how it is. Um, I just but... love that she's like, God damn it, you can't do anything right. Like, like she asked him to go buy ice cream and he got vanilla instead of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, yeah, my uh, the point in the film when I fully began to realize, oh, I see what they're doing, is when she's at the top of the stairs... And it takes her, uh, what, she's there for a minute, just winning. No, oh, no, 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 like, she does a smooth oh, criminal oh, thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, Maddie, are you okay? Say, Maddie, are you okay, <laughs> Maddie? Maddie, are you okay? <laughs> and she, she's she just does a Michael like, Jackson lean. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh. Basically, it's that for a minute. And then when she's pushed down the stairs, it takes her, what, 35 seconds to hit the bottom of the stairs. It's like, ah, okay, yes, they're actually leaning into this now. Okay. They're literally, literally leaning back into it <laughs> and leaning breaking backwards. breaking the neck. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed that aspect of it, which, as you say, the campness of it, it really added to the film and rather actually, than taking actually, it away. Actually, the, that uh, like like speculated death scene was like almost kind of like a drunk history of like plant like plants. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like the way people were mouthing. Yeah, they had the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, that was recorded. great. Yeah, I, like you know, dialogue. Derek Waters got like high and watched this movie and was like, I should do that with drunk people. Oh, that'd be fantastic! <laughs> I need Kyle Canaan to throw up. <laughs> Trash can next to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. This no. This movie is just again, guys. Like, if we can't, like, essentially, we're just saying this movie is a re- really fun thing to watch. If you want to turn your brain off, which I don't know who doesn't want to of these your abnormal brain. Yeah, off. yeah. Like this will do it for a good hour forty. What is it? I think it's around that. Yeah. Yeah. And but then, again, it's like ironically, the message mm-hmm. age better ages better with time. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, that, I mean, going back to the rules, I, I do believe that uh, it is like you will stay young and all, and you'll be fine unless you do something that would end up killing you, at which point like your body is dead, but you're still alive because obviously everyone else in that room at the end seems to be holding up just fine. And like it's only yeah, like how has Elvis been this careful? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he can't even go on the Elvis was not exactly dying, careful so. in his normal life. So um, how is he doing eternal life? I mean, but um, also like, don't you think that they should like offer like for a fee a service to help you fake your own death? They probably do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Seriously, if they uh-huh. give you the potion saying you're going to have to like disappear or fake your own death. Yeah, like, like you can hang around for like 10 years offer, and you got to like, get the hell out of And here. I'm sorry, that's that's just good. Like an umbrella corporation for all these services. Yeah. You're such an entrepreneur, Colleen. I know. I'm I an entrepreneur I'm like, for the immortal. Uh, yeah, and I want to know like where is the potion kept? How? What, like, oh, what yeah, is the yeah, origin yeah. of the potion? The, the Does she have a box? What's her batches? Like she has to do the box presentation every time? I don't know. And plus, like if she says she's seventy something years old, if um Greta Garbo got yeah, the potion, she's not the first lethal. She's, yeah, she's not the first. She's lethal. Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, who <laughs> was lethal before her? Mm, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm like way too into the mythology of this movie. Maybe it was funny. Uh, yeah, but, no, but yeah, but the thing is, like, uh, yeah, or it's yeah, Keanu. it's Keanu Reeves. Let's be honest. Oh my it god, is. it should. It oh my god, is. Keanu taking the part. Casting oh Keanu as lethal. Keanu is <laughs> lethal. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, he's like, I'm 50 years old because he is in real life, and everyone be like, what? You're like 25. No, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I'm 50 years old. I know kung fu. <laughs> and, I, and, and I think uh, I think if you were to remake it, you should have like the one person that they've been trying to get forever, and they just won't do it. Maybe like Tom Hanks. He's just like, no, I'm good. Oh my yeah, god, just always going for it. That would be me. <laughs> Mm. That would be good. David S. Pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? Any questions? You take, you take the potion? Any questions? Yeah. Or Lauren Michaels. They get Lauren Mi- they, they They try to get Lauren Michaels to take a potion just because we can't deal without SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, my I do think that, but like, I'm sorry. Like, this movie is aged supremely well, and I think it is. I was so happy with it. Yeah. I think the the best part of the special effects is Goldie Hawn has the circle, you know, the shotgun circle mm-hmm. in her torso, and then at the end they they get into a fight, and Meryl 
throws that like you know the end of the shovel like a spear just straight through her hole and then goes yes oh no i <laughs> love that moment yes, and then yeah, she goes to sit down effortlessly and it just scoops right through her torso yeah, when she sits down on the chair that is the best that is so clever the, the way they did that sequence yeah oh. the physicality with the special effects and yeah. and th- this uh, most of this was not sun people they did it themselves and that can't be undersold like this is great and the cinematography also is what we need to talk about because did anyone notice the mirror or reflection motif that oh, ran? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. mirrors are used constantly in this, and like I don't know if it's being over, like have you know overhanded with you know look yourself in the mirror or vanity or you know things along those lines. But uh, and it was shot really well. That even that first shot with Ernest talking to Hell, and it, you you just see him in the mirror, and she, you know she's worried, he, uh, you know he's going to leave her. Well, like, and the blood, like like when she's so angry, the blood comes. I, I oh, that man. was one thing that oh, stayed with me out of her hand. Oh, when she like that. ringed ringed the like uh, yeah her handkerchief mm-hmm. so hard that blood came out of her palms i always remembered that yeah yeah and i uh, go like going back to the mirror as well the the scene when uh mel street's character is waking up and it's seven years after the seven years after and the first like 40 seconds of that shot it turns out you're watching the mirror of it and it's only when they oh, yeah. zoom out that you realize uh, yeah. what it is and yeah. that was i think that was the best shot of the film just yeah, how absolutely. that was done also, that's how I sleep at night is with like that, that mask and all wrapped no, up. Yeah, and then and then you have your person like you know how that's that's how Patricia wakes up every morning. Oh my god! Oh, from Southern Charm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not Thursday, ma'am. No, I think I need I to hear it every day now. <laughs> that's my greatest dream is to be wealthy enough to have hire someone to tell me that I look younger every day. <laughs> Thank you. Rather than a, rather than a yes man, you've got a younger man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so young. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. like so, how many pills did she have to take to, like, uh, fall asleep, though, with that kind of contraption yeah. on her? <laughs> oh, yeah. she's She's got so much Xanax in her bloodstream. It's phenomenal. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, she probably hadn't even actually fallen asleep. She was just sitting there the whole time. Like, Am I prettier now? How about now? Am I prettier? Also, can we talk about how elaborate that um, funeral home was at Boris Law and Cemetery? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ernest, Ernest was a brilliant plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he becomes such so much of a depressed alcoholic, he ends up becoming a mortician, basically. Because that's what happens when you get depressed, I guess, and lose your license because you're an alcoholic. Well, I think uh, I it was supposed to be... To look into being a mortician. <laughs> <laughs> but you see it a few times in the film. His hands are shaking because of yeah, the yeah. So he can't be the plastic surgeon well, anymore. I thought it was the DTs, though. I didn't think it was, like, anything. Yeah, it was just his the DTs. Bloody, daily Bloody Mary, yeah. Oh, yeah. How he, he... Like, how can you even... I don't even care if you're a mortician. And the thing is, he's, like, considered the best in the business, and he wakes up... Up, passed out on the floor of his study and is like give me a bloody mary more vodka and then goes and is still an amazing mortician that takes work it's like uh like rock stars that are just like blitzed out of their mind and then get on stage and like, perform great and then just bleh. yeah he's he's the rock stars of uh making people beautiful do you think he went to rehab <laughs> after yeah. he got done with madeline and helen maybe he was just scared sober huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so do we need to stage a death becomes her for people that's the new rehab i have a feeling that's not gonna work <laughs> hey it'll work or it won't <laughs> but yeah you're probably right yeah but I can, was we, think- can we also talk about we need to talk more about bruce willis and like please yeah. he like what happened bruce well hey what happened, hey, bruce what happened? like you <laughs> were amazing what, what in this movie him? Who cast um, him? Because I well, would never pick him for this role, if, right? Right. He, I, 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 if we can go back to a Fish Called Wanda reference, Kevin, he was he replaced Kevin Klein in this. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Klein would have been amazing as well. Kevin yeah. Klein would be great. I would even say like a Rick Moranis. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, he's good. He might have almost been too obvious. Like, a bit too... He's almost too nerdy to be believable, yeah. I think, yeah. with yeah, a bit Meryl too He's like a bit too nebbish. Like we need somebody who's like I don't know. Um. That's why I feel like John Hamm is capable. Oh my god, rewatch it <laughs> movie with John Hamm delivering the Yeah, it's like he's awesome. capable of like disappearing into You know who also might be able to pull this off? Although I like I'm kind of on the fence about him right now is um Matt Damon. 
Oh, totally. Med- I think he could do it. Yeah. Med- yeah, I think he could do it. <laughs> I I love him as an actor. I think he could do it. It would be re- a return to form for him doing but, more because he went through like a character actor phase and well, it was he, good. He's he's known for just doing like weird stuff sometimes as well. For instance, his cameo in Eurotrip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, like, tell us Mr. Ripley. Like, he can disappear into roles, like, if he really tries. Oh, yeah. Although, is he going to be, like, stuck on you? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like, like, if you go one of two ways. He was Matt Damon stuck on Grey Kinnear. Like, that was, uh, I mean, that's it. Cher acted more than the other two combined in that movie. Yeah. Although, I, no, no, I'll take that back. Grey Kinnear was not that bad. But I, I, like, go check out their SRC episode of uh, Stuck on You. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, I, I could see maybe a older version of Will from Good Will Hunting marrying into this. Like, rather than being a successful surgeon, he's you know, just a brilliant mathematician or something. I don't know. Yeah, I could see him being, like, angry and resentful, like, depressed, like, silently depressed, and then, like, like, you know, he gets, like, Jason Bourne woke and is, like, mm-hmm. suddenly angry. <laughs> And like self righteous, like so, yeah. Maybe Matt Damon, like actually, he and John Hamm are the same age. Hmm. Really? Yes, for real. Really, actually, John Hamm though. Yeah. So I think like it. Yeah, with that mustache and the giant glasses. Yeah, it needs to be somebody you wouldn't expect. Brad Pitt. No. I think no. I think he could do it. Uh, I hate to say this, but I feel like Tom Cruise could do it. But I'm so over him. But I think he could do it. Like he was so good in Tropic Thunder. I know, but like that was when Katie still talked him into doing like roles that weren't Scientology. Right. Yeah. It it had to be Miles Fisher being Tom Cruise. I know. Well, yeah. I mean. I guess you know what, and they, he would only approve it if there was like a running scene. No, like Tom Cruise <laughs> as that character would take the potion in the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's like, "Can I have?" Yeah, more? true. Yeah. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? They can have him run to the phone after. Yeah. <laughs> after it. The Tom yeah. Cruise run. The phone for some reason on. There's a slippery floor. Just takes him a little while to get to it. Yeah, yeah. he like he insists on like that scene where Ernest is like trying to get away from the beefy the oily bohonks um he would insist on it being like a whole thing like where he like a a whole action sequence and we saw how it worked the mummy yeah like something would have to explode yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. forget it well maybe yeah it it worked for him in collateral but yes at no other time i think (laughs) and actually i thought about two colin farrell Hmm? (gasps) yes yep that would be good what about the women who would play? So I guess we kind of talked about this. Kate McKinnon again, I think Jillian could make Moore. a cameo. Jillian Moore, Jillian yeah. Moore, She's so gorgeous. Kate yeah, Blanchett. and Kate Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're done. Done, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like this movie is at the, it's at the right time. It needs well, to be what about um, Kate Hudson? Wow. Uh, too, yeah. Too soon, it's, that's too, too precious. That's too precious. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like she actually she like again. Uh, there's a lot of people who I go. Oh, in ten years it would be perfect. She in t- like she would be good in ten years. Okay. We need to have people because actually, um, Meryl Streep. I looked up the ages. Meryl Streep and uh, Goldie Hawn were actually playing older at the time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, then it's easier to like age them up with makeup yeah. than age them down. Yeah. Considering how like in demand older actresses are now, I feel like people would be pissed off if they did younger yeah. actresses play older. Mm-hmm. Instead of like yeah. people who are ageless, like and beautiful, like Julianne mm-hmm. Moore and Kate Blanchett, oh. like maybe even Nicole Kidman or oh, oh Nicole yes. Kidman would be amazing. Perfect. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. You win. Done. Drop the mic. So I think yeah, Julian Moore and Paul Kidman. Yeah, and I was yeah, actually thinking for, uh, for for Liesel, like I know mm-hmm. that obviously the joke is to have a guy doing it, but uh, do you think Angelina Jolie would be a good? She would be a good Liesel. I don't know if she'd do it, but yeah. she would be a good Liesel. She would be great. Cause she for, would because she can do that slinky, sexy, yeah. dangerous thing. For some reason, I have in my head that Angelina Jolie is like the the new Angelica Houston. Type Actually, thing. I've got a better idea. Make uh, uh, it better. I've got a different idea. Um, you know how they had that doctor who's like the mysterious doctor who turns around and ends up at the ball afterwards? She could play the doctor. Yeah. Because it's obvious afterwards that the doctor has taken the potion as well. well I, uh, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Chagall. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> the Dr. Chagall, or whatever his name is. Uh, who looks like, he looks like, he looks, he looks like a rejected diehard villain. Oh, you mean the, uh, the spa owner? The what? Isn't he the owner of the spa? Yeah, 
So, like, to have Angelina Jolie cameo, like, where she turns around, like, in the chair and it's her. Yeah, that would be a yeah. great cameo. Yeah, I don't know if I want her in a big part. <laughs> yeah. Cameo, but, yeah. I, I, like, like yeah, I, I do think some of the gender reversal would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and the thing is, like, because men are so, are just as obsessed as women these days with not aging. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't, I would hate to take such a great part away from women. <laughs> like, we don't need two female dudes in a comedy. We're, we got plenty of those. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but I mean, like, but just to play the Isabella Rossellini role, it'd be like, oh, and yeah. it'd be so, as a commentary, like, the one who's obsessed with keeping people young is a man. And I thought it worked well for Ghostbusters. 2016. Do I have the villain? Yeah. No, for the uh, Janine. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Well, why not have Chris oh. Hemsworth do it then? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Speaking of which. Done. 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 Now you're in. One of the Chris's is a lethal role. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Just yeah. wearing a loincloth. Actually, actually, I, <laughs> yeah. did think, I did think about this last night. Channing Tatum. Yes. It would be great. Well, I don't know, though. Can he be, can he have the intensity needed? Yes, because. Have you seen this? What about Keanu? I do think yeah, Keanu would be great. I, I, Keanu I, would be amazing. I really want to see yeah. Keanu get back into comedy. Yeah. Intentionally get back into yeah. comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Keanu's well, very picky hey, about the movie. Shout out, to, yeah, uh, shout out to Bill and Ted 3, please. Oh my God. Uh, I'm still uh, looking forward to that. Oh, it's going to happen, man. Alex Winter. <laughs> I remember Alex Winter liked some of my tweets, and I was like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, my God. You've made it. You've made it. Oh, okay. yeah. You're, 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 retire. you've made it. Yeah, Bill S. Preston, Esquire. <laughs> oh, my God. We are all over all the rails. I love it. I knew this would happen with this movie, but it's great. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what does that sorry, not sorry. to talk about about this? Uh, um, honestly, don't know. Well, uh, hey, I think recasting this, the Dakota role, I feel like that should be Zach Efron. Dakota. Oh, yeah. yeah. For that little scene. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's all we need to see is like that's it. <laughs> hey, I actually thought he was great in Baywatch, um, <laughs> but he can really his range yeah. is just one character. Yeah, I like, I've actually the thing is I feel like Zac Efron is unfair unfairly maligned. Like he actually can do some comedy well. He's hilarious. I think yeah. he's very funny. Yeah, yeah I, I think people are still way too hung up on his old roles. So, yeah. Here's the thing like with acting is some people are that Meryl Streep and have that range and can do anything and are geniuses. And some people play themselves really well. And that's it. Like, And that's why you cast them. And, and it is to play just that one character. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think that like Zac Efron has a range like someone like Meryl Streep, although he's very young. Who knows? He could grow as an actor. But like... He can play this kind of douchey, fratty guy and be very funny. And I think that's great. He's found his niche. And, you know, as he grows older, I'm sure he'll expand his horizons. But whatever. Like, not every actor has to be this Oscar genius winner. I don't know. Well, and that's the thing, like, between, like, like, if you look at Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep has a range. Like, Goldie Hawn has a comedic range. But she knows she stays in her lane and she does it well. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. Has anybody seen the movie She Devil with Meryl? Oh, <laughs> Street- oh my god. Oh. Yes. I have not. Sorry. Yes. No, okay. That's that. She I Devil is is one. a lot like this one. Okay. Okay. Sarah and I might need to do like a vintage movie like podcast. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Three years four. Yeah. But yeah. She, but but uh, did you guys know that uh, Goldie's actually uh, older than Meryl? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She is so fucking gorgeous in this movie. Like, as a child, I was she, like, that's what oh I want to look like. Yeah, like. 10 uh, out of 10. Yeah. That's me in the she, future. Thank yeah. you. Well, uh, Goldie, I love how... I don't know what they did. I feel like they did something to her eyes in this movie to make her look, like, glassy-eyed and manic. Yeah, it was yes. much more than... Yeah. Like, when she was, like, pre-potion Madeline, her, like, quiet, like, fury was yeah. epic in this yeah. movie. Yeah, she, she her acting in this is phenomenal. She hell, changes she from the, hell out of, the bookish she out nerd. Out, I'm sorry, she out acted Meryl in this movie. Whoa. Shovel fight. Pauline, <laughs> the cops are gonna arrest you. <laughs> I actually agree with you. Um, but don't I think it might be illegal what we're saying. Oh, see? <laughs> oh, I'm the cur- I'm the one who had the courage. 
Yeah, she. <laughs> but she, her character has a really big arc in it. It really So she does. has to play the bookish nerd, and then the fat, sad, evil loser, and then she has to go to the glamazon manipulative siren. So it's a pretty three very distinct roles, and she really parcels them out. And that is how I intend to live my life as these three, three parts. <laughs> <laughs> when do you get into like, the crazy cat lady like, phase? Oh, and oh. Meryl is really, real soon. <laughs> real soon. Like, like if like if, if Ivanka Trump and Melania Trump like became a hybrid and became one monster it would be Meryl Streep's character in this movie yes yes um because like I'm sorry but like you've seen how the potion works you've seen what it does to you and it took you until you saw the pin on Goldie Hawn's dress to realize like even after she came back to life that oh she took the same potion I did (laughs) no it's just normal I also love the way the woman make up and like become friends I actually really yeah. like that <laughs> vanity above all yeah yeah. I, I highly recommend you guys seeing She Devil because Meryl Streep plays basically oh, yeah. the same character, yeah. and it's 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 similar in the sense that the movie's ridiculously over the top, and she plays like a man stealer. Except instead of instead of uh, Goldie Hawn, it's Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. <laughs> yes. Oh my With god. With a mole and, and, and a perm. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's so an amazing character actor. We should do. Yeah. We yeah. yeah we yeah. Should, we should do a mm-hmm. She Devil. Oh. All right. Well. A lot of people hate that movie, and I'm not. Yeah. Write it down. I still want to do something on some platform about the movie Big Business. <sighs> yes, and Kelly introduced me Wait, to that. Wait, Sarah, I'm not I hearing over... anything. Have you not seen that movie? I don't think I've seen this. What is I that? I haven't seen it either. <gasps> Sarah, <laughs> your life is about to change forever. Whoa, yeah. whoa. This has uh, this has all my favorite people in it. It's Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. They, oh my they, God. Play, they play twins, Switch at... What? Double roll three to the yeah. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite of time. You're gonna have a bliss blackout with this. I was so overwhelmed and thrilled with it. Yeah, I, I texted him. I was like, "Hey, Brian, have you ever seen this movie?" He was like, "No." I was yeah. like, "Well, watch it." And he was like. <laughs> My life changed forever. Yeah. Um, Blackout. Those are like my two favorite actors. Oh, and they're complete with musical, a few musical numbers, and it's all about staying at the Plaza Hotel. I'm sorry. If you don't fast bet in a movie and don't have a musical number, you should. I know. You should be arrested. (laughs) Yeah. Like she has a like she yodels in this movie. Wow. I have to see this. Okay, thank it, you for giving me uh, yeah, a reason to live. Thank you. I can't, shoulder pads I can't, and like, soundtrack. Like, this is like a prequel yeah. to Real Housewives. I, I'm yes. not sure I actually want to see this one based entirely on the poster for it. <laughs> Doesn't oh, seem yeah. like my thing. No, okay, this is another one where the, <laughs> the effects are actually really good. Yeah, that that's one thing I always worry about in films like this. Like, what? no, they because they they both have to play two different characters, and they both do a, an excellent job of playing two different, completely different people. Yeah, it's so good. it's so good. It's so good. All right, we've officially gone <laughs> off the rails. I love it. Yeah, it's like the blocking and the, like just the way the scenes are shot. Yeah, it's so good that, the way they work. But but it's also it speaks to the talents of both Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler oh, that God. they can play such completely different characters. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're literally dressed the same and playing such completely different characters. Uh, so, yes, yeah, please. It, well, yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, in a in a very rough attempt at trying to bring this back, I this just turned into like a vintage movie love fest. I apologize. Yeah, so far <laughs> we've recast the film and talked about other movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, so I, I put out the word uh, on Twitter to try and get other people to say what they thought about the film. I got three responses. Uh, from Beyond the Box Set at Beyond the Box Set. They said, oh, God, where to start? And then they didn't say anything else. Yeah, they couldn't figure it out. I, I did reply saying the beginning is generally a good place, but, uh, yeah, we didn't get anything past that. Um, B-Rob, or, yeah, it's B-Rob, or, or, as I said, I would end up calling him some random drunk at a bar. He said that he remembers hearing, uh, he watched something, either on HBO or something along those lines, about an alternate ending to the film which was basically there on a hill it, you know, quite some time after, and they're just talking like, you know, oh, what do you want to do now? Do you want to go to Paris? No, I've been there. Do you want to go somewhere else? No, I've done that. And then you see that they're on a hill, I guess, watching Bruce Willis's character with another woman, like they're 
they're about to die and like they you know, they both reach for each other and they die in each other's arms like you know it's another version of oh isn't it better to you know die with someone else than live you know forever with someone you don't like uh, so he didn't actually say anything about the film itself. He just said that. So, <laughs> uh, well, it, I, I will say it is kind of screwed up that this whole, like, the whole plot revolves around trying to get Bruce Willis back. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and then one good thing, or at OGT part, they said, God, I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember it being big and funny, and the special effects really blew me away. Also, remember when Willis used to act? Uh, right? Yes. yes. Uh, exactly what, this is okay. Thank you. Hey, he summed up podcast much better than <laughs> yep. I did. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, they're like, stop having that Lady Alec Baldwin back. Um, but um, and also like uh. Again, with the, like, why aren't they skeletons by then? If, if their flesh has become necrotic. Yeah, I still have so many issues. With, with the at the, the end, questions. like, at the, okay, yeah. so at the very end, they go to the funeral. Their uh, ex-fiance slash ex-husband had remarried and started his life over again. And they went to his funeral. And you see that they're basically, like, hobbling on, like, barely functional (laughs) body parts. And yet, and yet, their flesh is still, like, functional enough to be hanging onto their bones. That does not make sense. And why are they gray underneath? I don't quite understand. Did you also notice how they turn gray and, like... 24 hours. Yeah, they're not a car underneath. It's not like the Blair primer. Like, uh, I, I didn't get. I I don't know. I haven't been around enough dead bodies to be able to confirm what happens after. That. <laughs> get it together, would you? Hey, <laughs> we're gonna need you to be around some dead bodies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are you committed to this? I or mean, not? have you have you done an internship at a funeral home? If not, you are not qualified to talk about this I, movie. I was gonna say I've I haven't started my apprenticeship yet, so yeah, yeah. still waiting to hear. But, but but I mean, again, don't you think like that was the whole thing with like after they died. By the way, I'm sorry to circle back. Don't you think it was kind of messed up that, like, once uh, Meryl Streep saw Goldie Hawn at her house talking to her husband, who she didn't even want anymore, she just, like, straight up walked up to her and, like, blew her away. Yeah, like, stone cold murder. (laughs) Like, stone cold murder. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just... And the the name of that scene, Helen has the blast, which yeah, I loved. <laughs> yeah, oh but... yeah, that's right. If you buy it on iTunes, you can see what the scene names are. Highly, or rent it. Highly recommend it because the scene names are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do think that that was straight up revenge though, because she overhears them talking about that they planned to kill her. Kill her, yeah. yeah it's, uh, but I think like, that's what that was. Yeah, I guess. But um. But I mean, as Bruce Willis brings up it, it is like scene stealing blow up like if she goes to prison what good is eternal life you know like yeah you're not escaping prison no matter if you're living forever or not so yeah it was a pretty rash decision to just like shotgun her <laughs> yeah that just it made no sense like and also why why in the middle like i i, I don't know like that scene i like i still have issues like it was yeah it was made for a great special effect but the logic like the motive i need to know the motivation and it doesn't make sense <laughs> That's why we need a remake. We can get these answers. So, and also, and also they still—they should have been skeletons. <laughs> also, they if they were—I'm sorry—if their flesh—if their flesh, their flesh gray, like 24 hours later, they should have been skeletons. Like what, 30 years later? Yeah. Or at the very least, the they live type thing. Where <laughs> you're starting to see muscle. Yeah, like like The Walking Dead or something. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, like the lips eaten away, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. they are basically, mm-hmm. actually, this is death become, like, zombies become her, or something. Mm-hmm. They're basically zombies. Yeah, that kind of, like, as if the zombies in dead bodies could talk. Like, that's kind of what they are. <laughs> if these zombies could talk. <laughs> Can we <laughs> teach <me> <laughs> How the hell do we get here? I'm, I don't know. I'm not surprised. That's the beauty of this movie is that it kind of takes you everywhere. It's just a delight. Yeah. Well, that's that's why like that's why I love campy movies. Is that like you can spin off in a million conversations about it. All I, okay. Like ultimately, I'm sorry, guys. We went off the rails, probably <laughs> largely due to me. I but think even this more movie so than very- the French fried. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, this movie is a very fun rewatch. 
or first watch. I don't know what. It holds up. Like, it's still fun. To yeah, watch. Paul, You're not, like, rolling your eyes and falling asleep. Yeah, Paul, did, how did you feel about watching it for the first time? I'm, I'm glad I saw it. It's, yeah, it. Meryl Streep doing something I haven't seen much of, uh, mainly because I haven't seen uh, She Devil or anything like that. <laughs> so I, I hadn't seen yeah. her do that. Her only other film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not typically uh, cast in a role as, as the sort of um, ditzy dame because there's so many other actresses that can play that. Um, uh, you know, uh, usually you'd reserve her for something a little more difficult. She's almost kind of like if like Miss Piggy was a person. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Accurate. Yeah, musical number. So yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So true. And uh, yeah, Bruce Willis was just fun to watch in this, just because yeah, I would say the closest to this I've seen him do before is The Fifth Element, like, and that, it's not even that close, but that's the closest. Or like <laughs> so, Bandit. Bandit. Yes, one. with Billy Bob. So, oh yeah, that's yeah. a fun watch. Yeah. With Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yep. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I enjoy seeing actors that I know doing things I hadn't really seen them do, as well as, as I said, my first ever Goldie Corn watch. So there we go. If you uh, had to start, if you had to pop your cherry, this is a good movie to pop it on. <laughs> your Han, your Han, your Han cherry. cherry. Yeah. I think on. so. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, made this happen then. So you could yeah. uh, get on the Goldie Hawn train. Yeah, and Sarah, I'm so glad I found out that you've never seen Big Business. Oh my god! I feel like my life is about to change. It, it is. is. It's going to change forever. <laughs> <laughs> Not overselling it, like, but have, it is. I have a low key like goal to like spread the gospel of Big Business to everybody I know. <laughs> low key? That's not low key. You got a no, full on key pretty, goal. Uh, I know. <laughs> pretty obvious goal. Well, hey, I worked it into the conversation. <laughs> well, hey, I'm glad we got Big Business. Yeah, that's my goal. I never thought we would get into Big Business. To work in like an obscure like late 80s early 90s movies into every conversation <laughs> i don't know all you gotta do is just wait till someone says the word big or business and go hey speaking of that uh, mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> i'm like tony wonder from arrested development who has to wait until somebody says wonder to pop out of a closet or something mm-hmm. okay oh all right god. arrested yep. arrest <laughs> ben stiller arrested development joke sorry oh, oh. i missed it sorry that felt completely flat <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get rid of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious if you actually watch the show, guys. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that feels like most of the jokes I make. It's like, uh, yeah, that's actually funny if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving on. That's my life. <laughs> right, um, do we have anything else to talk about with this show? <laughs> Uh, with the movie, like I think um, that covered it. Yeah, yeah. I think like I like. I mean, it holds up. Like even like it's so the special up. effects. Like and what you said about Meryl Streep about not being comfortable doing the special effects. That makes total sense because her scenes are the ones that seem to be the most awkward in terms of merging like like the practical and special effects. Yeah, and to, to um, be honest, yeah. when she had that kind of the neck had been twisted, so it kind of wobbled up. I felt like I was watching Men in Black Two with Johnny Knoxville's second uh, head. Yeah, Bobby Glove. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, like, yeah, it was like a sloppy Photoshop. That I would say that's the only scene where I was like, you know, I was like kind of squinting to like make it seem not as obvious. Yeah, but aside, but aside from that, like I would say, the special effects hold up like shockingly well. Yeah, yeah. especially they're really good. Yeah, you, that's the only time where you had to bear in mind when the film was made. Well, and also, <laughs> like if you want to see Bruce Willis like, act, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what I was <laughs> yeah for sure. So definitely worth that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say it, it's fun to watch just for Bruce Willis and the occasional really dark uh, one-liner that gets written. So yeah. <laughs> I, I would recommend it. What the price? If you need something, if you need a fun summer watch that's not disappointing, like so many comedies this summer have been. <laughs> so uh, stay home and rent this. Absolutely. Done. Yep. Yes. This, not Mordecai. So there you go. <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody. You've, you've used gonna, your like... two Mordecai mentions for the year. So I just so you know. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I can say it one more time and then maybe we'll summon it. You know what? Honestly, actually, like, I was going to bring that up too. Like, a lot of this, this had elements of Beetlejuice in it. You could tell, like, they felt like they could go there. Be- I feel like Beetlejuice kind of paved the way for this dark like horror comedy type thing. Yeah, it really was one of the like first horror that like, at least that I can remember kind of dark comedies yeah. that went there, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would definitely say. that like meeting room vibe in the hospital too. Like I don't know, just like with the dude with the broken knee. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, there was actually one thing I didn't fully understand. Where he comes running out, and it's it's a guy just sitting there with bones sticking out of both of his legs, and just no, the, the guy with the kneecaps, shattered <laughs> yeah. kneecaps. Yeah, the he's just talking gun. to the person oh, next yeah. to him. Yeah, there, okay. There was weird. Like I feel like it was almost like a dream sequence. Yeah, it was like, did they go into another dimension, or was this? Yeah, Sarah, yeah. do you remember when they were in the waiting room when she died, and they took her to the emergency room? Uh, <laughs> when Madeline died, I'll like, take that as a uh, like, maybe. That's the thing. I didn't really remember it, and then I saw it, and I was like, "What's going on?" And like Paul's talking about the guy with the shattered kneecaps, where like blood's going down both of his yep, knees. Yep, yep, I saw and that. Then there, yeah. And then there were the floating, floating the, nuns. Floating what? nuns. <laughs> yes, I remember the floating nuns. That made no sense. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Me, I mean, this world makes no sense. Yeah. So, I love that you're just sure. okay with it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't need explanation. You, what do you, thing, the I don't need anymore. Are, yeah, the movie is. <laughs> It's but, enough fun that you don't care. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, though? Like, it's, it just creates, this is a world where this potion exists, where nuns float along, like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Fuck I, it. This I, is just that kind of world. I yeah. Kind hey, of expected, can't get down for floating nuns. I don't want to yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, I sort of expected when they were coming along, and then he walked behind, I expected him to turn around, and you'd see they're all on scooters. They're just pushing themselves along on a scooter. You just couldn't see it from the front. But, uh, oh my God, they were, they were all on way. Ashley Longboards. Oh, no, oh, no, they were, no, they were on hoverboards. <laughs> they were on those, like, oh, yeah. false hoverboards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flame hoverboards. Nutter boards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, I mean, being a Jamaica's film, they could have been on actual, the pink hoverboard. The real hoverboards. <laughs> yeah. Like Pope-sanctioned Pope hoverboards. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we go back and listen really carefully, you'll hear that hover noise in there, in the mix somewhere. Uh, the woo, that were that uh, were yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah, we don't know the quality because they don't yeah, know that gravity-defying were yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, right. I think we, I we need to kind of. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, kids. I gotta head out. I got stuff to do. Oh, okay. Yes. I got a preacher's come look this house. Yeah. All right. Well, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right. All right. Well, so I guess um, let's start with uh, Sarah here. Where can people find you? What's going on? Uh, you can find me at sarahpolton.com, at sarahpolton on Twitter and Instagram, and that's S A R A P O L T O N. I have a podcast that's a uh, comedy uh, audio drama called Answering Machine, and you can also hear me and the lovely Colleen on Soiled Restroom Cinema uh, on the rugs, and I sometimes do other stuff, so if you follow my social media or you check my website, you can see the other stuff that I do. That sounds really vague, like maybe I kill people or something, but like I do like <laughs> sketch comedy or something like Very that. Very rarely from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Only that. Yeah, so rarely. Yeah. Uh, and Colleen, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. Um, I'm most active on Twitter. You can find me at Keltolean. Um, it's at K-E-L-T-O-L-E-A-N. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, my, it's just my first name, K-E-A-L-E-E-N. Um, and you can find me again as the lovely Sarah Poulton said, on uh, we we are on uh, Soiled Restroom Cinema, uh, the podcast, and I also do another podcast talk called uh, Talk Amongst Ourselves. We primarily talk about SNL. We're on hiatus at the moment, but uh, we are gearing up to start some um, new episodes soon. It is really good, really worth a listen. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Paul, you got anything to close with? Uh, I do not. I, I'm not going to go back over yep, the stuff again. You know where to find, you've already found us, so yeah. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the only thing I would add there is that if you do enjoy listening to us, please do rate and review us. Uh, or just rate if you don't have time to write a review. Just give us your honest rating on whatever platform it is you're listening to us because that uh, means a lot to us and we'll make it more likely other people that find the podcast. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. Bye, folks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>